Hi, this is Michael Geis at Think Big with Startups, Talent, and Winning on Campus. So I'm here with uh, Dan McCarthy, Recruiting Manager uh, at Clever, uh, to talk a little bit about Clever and their approach to university recruiting, uh, as well as recruiting in general. Dan, do you want to give a quick intro uh, about Clever and what you guys are up to? Sure. So basically, we are a platform for K-12 educational software. And historically, that market has been really fragmented. It's very difficult for developers to get educational products working in schools, mostly for technical reasons. It's difficult for teachers to use them in class and difficult for school districts to manage and evaluate that software. So we're trying to fix that. And to do that, we've built this two-sided marketplace that connects schools to developers. And right now we support that relationship with two main products. So one is an API, which allows developers to connect to school data in a secure, scalable way. And the second one is a single sign-on portal for teachers and students. So kids have one identity, one dashboard, and one password that govern all the different applications that they use. So we're actually free to schools, and we charge developers for access to the platform, essentially like an app store. And right now, we are in half of all the K-12 schools in America. So about 68,000 schools, 90 of the 100 biggest districts in the country use us, uh, and we're moving data for about 30 million kids. But yeah, it's a good time to be here. Yeah, and now Clever started at Y Combinator, right? Yes, that's right. Summer 2012, Y Combinator. And uh, you're currently at how many employees? Just over 100, about 105 right now. Wow, so you've grown to 105 in just under five years. That's right. Yep. Um, up from 45 people at the end of 2014. So growing slowly but sustainably. And how important is uh, sort of that new grad intern to your team growth model? Yeah, um, so that is certainly a foundational part of our engineering team. We have about 40 engineers right now. And I want to say 8 to 10 of them were originally hired as new grads. It's kind of a saying in the Valley where... Either for senior engineers, you can either grow them or steal them, and it's a lot easier to grow them than steal them. Yeah, and how have you uh, sort of approached that and gone about that over the years? I mean, uh, you started doing this, you know, several years back. You've been here, what, three years now? Three years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly tough. Obviously, a lot of competition, both with big companies and startups for new grads. I think we have approached it a couple of different ways. One way has been leveraging our VCs. So we've worked with Sequoia at some of the local events that they've held. Lightspeed as well, another one of our investors. Another way is just really direct campus recruiting. So we've done some of that stuff locally uh, with Stanford and Berkeley. But we've also obviously been known organizations like Think Big and others to kind of connect to East Coast schools. Or like if our engineers who are alums of those schools are in the area or back home, maybe we'll send them to school and see if they can connect to that network. And are the roles you're looking to typically fill all engineering? right out of university, or are you also looking for biz dev or marketing? For the most part, engineering, we will occasionally hire new grads into business development roles, for example, but I would say 95% engineering. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is it that you then look for in new grads? I mean, what are the characteristics that really get you excited about a candidate? So obviously, you know, great foundation in computer science, uh, which I'm sure all companies want. I think the pieces that are more unique to us are that we really look for adaptability. So the specific tool set that somebody is using coming in the door is probably less important than how rapidly they can learn and how rapidly they can take the things that they understand really well and reproduce that knowledge in other people. And then the last piece is just interest in the education mission. 
basically everyone here could be working on anything they chose. And the fact that they've chosen to, to sort of dedicate their efforts to this is, is pretty meaningful. And then, you know, just thinking about, you know, students and grads coming out, you know, some of them may have industry, a little bit of industry and experience through internships or co-ops. I mean, how do you sort through that and really identify those that, you know, kind of rise to the top in terms of uh, what you're really looking for? So for us, a significant portion of it is about sort of scale and initiative. Um, so maybe if somebody, you know, as an undergrad had built their own projects that scaled to thousands of users within their university, that, that really shows a lot of sort of entrepreneurship, initiative, things that we really like to see. The other piece is just kind of an interest in education in general. So we love people who have done TA work, maybe who have worked with local schools or, or done some kind of like nonprofit work in that educational sphere. And then, uh, you know, what have been some of the challenges that you've encountered uh, with respect to hiring, you know, sure. students and grads? So I think for students and grads, there's, there's often kind of a question of, should I work at a startup or should I work at a big company? And there are certainly good arguments for both. I think that when we're kind of making our pitch to those people, it's important to clarify you know, why you want to work at a startup, why you want to be at a smaller organization. Even on top of kind of the specific value that we bring as an education company, like it's obviously very different working as part of like a 40 person engineering team than 4,000. So kind of communicating to people what type of organization they want and how they want to build their career and what specific skills they want to optimize for, yeah, that can be a challenge. And, uh, you know, given that this podcast is really for startups out there, uh, some of which are, you know, going to be pretty young in terms of team and uh, where they're at and, and building uh, that team out, can you give a quick sense of, you know, how your hiring process works? Because, um, you know, we kind of, we look at you and Clever and kind of hold you up as having a really excellent process, but maybe share a little bit of those aspects in terms of, you know, what your model is, what your team is, you know, how you handle applications and, and, and triage them and, and move candidates, you know, that are exceptionally strong quickly uh, on your end. So, yeah, we, we definitely prioritize speed in the process um, just because obviously it's a very competitive environment. We use a piece of software called Greenhouse as an applicant tracking system. So that kind of houses all of the applications and data from, from students and other candidates who come through. So there are sort of two main types of process that we deal with for candidates who are currently in college. There's the full-time interview process and the intern interview process. And the full-time process is, is pretty straightforward. Usually the first step is just a conversation with me. And so I'll reach out to people who I think have great applications or, or just passively source candidates to have like a 30-minute conversation with them about the role, the team, what they're looking for. If that goes well, I'll connect them to one of our engineering managers who can tell them in a little more depth about what the team is doing and the nature of the position and talk with them in a little more, more depth about their recent projects. And there's no real coding associated with that. I think that's more just to assess their technical communication. The second step is a take-home project, and that's where we get a lot of signal. So that's a, a coding exercise, which really takes like two or three hours. It's not time boxed or anything, just because we want to be respectful of people's time. And we try to make it as lightweight as possible so students will actually complete it, but also, you know, kind of giving us enough signal about their coding ability. And if that goes well, we'll fly them out to the office, get them in here, have them meet with the engineering team and leadership, and kind of make a decision from there. With interns, it's a little more lightweight. It's really the same first two stages, the conversation with the engineering manager and the take-home project, 
followed by just a phone conversation with Ben, our VP of engineering. And he tends to dig more into like culture, leadership, learning what they're excited about. So will interns fly out for onsite or do you tend to hire remote? We hire remote for interns, but full-time candidates, we will fly out for an onsite interview. And then what's the sort of sense of, you know, the numbers? So let's say you get a thousand applicants, you know, how many are kind of hitting pre-screen stage for you? How many are hitting that tech conversation? How many are getting the take home? You know, just to give a sense of scale in terms of, you know, what you're looking at. Yeah, if we're getting maybe a hundred applicants, realistically for a new grad role, that's maybe a week or two weeks worth of applications at, at peak time. If we're getting a hundred applicants, maybe five or six of those will get sort of a phone conversation with me. And then typically about 80% of the people I talk to will move forward to the next stage. 80% of the people who do the engineering will go to the take home. The take home is really the big filter. I would say that maybe about 50% of people pass that. And then for on-site interviews, we make offers to one in three or one in four of people mm -hmm. who come on-site. Got it. And, uh, you know, given the fact that, uh, you know, Clever's a startup, uh, you're out there competing against companies like Facebook and Google and Amazon and Microsoft, as well as a number of other startups, you know, for the best grads. Um, now, how do you win over top candidates? Very important to kind of have a handle on what makes you unique, both from a startup perspective and just uh, kind of against other startups. I think we've been very fortunate in the sense that our engineers have chosen offers over places like Dropbox, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Docker, Asana. The big piece for us, I think, is the education mission. So having sort of a narrative that you can really drive that makes you special is important. So yeah, like one of the archetypes of engineers who have been really successful here is they have the capacity to work at a Google or a Facebook, but you know they want to leverage those skills for something more impactful or some something with a, sort of a social initiative. So I think one of the most important things about being able to compete against Google is not just saying, hey, you're gonna learn a lot here and this environment is smaller, it's, hey, you're gonna be so much more impactful relative to the size of the organization and it's gonna be on a cause that you really care about. I know interns have traditionally been really hot, uh, important to you strategically in terms of a farm system, intern to hire model and that. Um, you know, how have you guys uh, and the rest of the team approached creating the right environment for interns while they're here so that they are set up for having a great experience and ultimately, you know, giving you guys pole position in terms of uh, being able to extend offers and, and close those interns into full-time roles? So we certainly recognize that it's also very competitive. Typically for a summer intern program, we'll have a handful, you know, three to five engineering interns. And uh, we connect them to a buddy as soon as they get here, an established engineer, usually somebody with like three or four years of experience. So they have somebody that has kind of been through the ropes. Usually they will sort of rotate through the existing engineering teams here just to give them a little more of a holistic overview of what the organization is doing and spend some time working on different types of projects. And then for the last month that they're here, they'll have a solo project, something that they get total ownership over that they can present to the company at the end of their internship. And those have been pretty significant projects in the past. So, for example, one of our interns built like a prototype for our first iOS app. Another one has done some pretty impressive analytics stuff here. So, yeah, I think offering them the opportunity to work on something that's meaningful to the company uh, is very important in getting them to come back. And also just kind of ensuring that they feel like this is a place where they're going to grow, where they're going to be supported, where they're really going to feel like individually part of the organization as opposed to just another piece in Google's 300-person new, new grad class. 
And then uh, any final advice for startups on you know, how they should think about, approach university recruiting to put themselves in the best position to win? I would say building sort of a culture of learning and development is very important, especially for the best new grads. They come from environments where, you know, obviously these are academically challenging universities that they're in, but the best people are going to continue to seek out professional development opportunities even outside of their classes. And so these are people who are organizing their peers in computer science classes into study groups and people who are, you know, tutoring their, their cohorts who are, who are maybe not uh, doing as well in computer science classes. And so I think one of the things that, that we really tried hard to do is build events and things within the team that show people that they can continually grow and develop here. So like Thursday afternoons, we do this thing called Clever Dojo, where if there's a new technology that we're considering using, the engineers will sit down and sort of discuss its merits and flaws relative to what we're currently using. We really want to kind of create an environment where people feel supported and where they feel like they're going to learn a lot and pick up new things since that is just repeatedly the thing that we hear students really want to optimize for uh, in their first job. Great. Hey, well, uh, Dan, uh, thank you very uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, thanks again. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Startups, Talent, and Winning on Campus. If you've enjoyed this podcast, definitely feel free to share it with your friends and colleagues. For additional info and resources, visit thinkbig.com. That's think, B as in boy, the number one, G as in girl, dot com. Thanks again.